Hello and welcome back to our final episode in the series called Transformed. I'm your host Natalia and we're in conversation with Pastor Jeremy. We've covered about seven areas, mental health, financial health, spiritual, physical, etc., etc. And we've very much enjoyed this and we hope you have found some insight through this series as well. Today's topic is vocational health. So let's start by talking a little bit about how to lean on God when your career or your work or your business undergoes a long valley experience. Hi, Natalia. It's good to be back and good day to each and every one of you. I trust that your week's going great and that you are in the pink of health. We have covered seven different areas of our life. I think that's quite an accomplishment. And I think that hearing from you and uh, some of the feedback and some of the comments that you've made, it looks like at least one of those seven areas has resonated with each of you. And I'm so glad for that. I'm so glad and so grateful to God. The series has been a blessing to you as much as it has been to me. Today, We are reviewing and revisiting career, career and work. What a powerful area of our life that is. We draw our identity from it. We draw our sense of self-worth and value, marketplace value, our skills-based value. We draw our sense of need or being needed. And most importantly, we get a sense of what our contribution to humanity, to the community, to our nation is some people call it nation building, some people call it work ethic, some people call it projects and uh, tasks, just projects and tasks, some people call it everyday mundane work, I have a job. Everyone can go to the same job but have such a different view on things. Today I want to talk about long seasons and answer that question about long seasons when God just doesn't seem to be coming through. How do you pray during times like that? How do you think about the promises of God? What is your perspective? Because when you're waiting, when you're in the waiting room, God's waiting room of life, when you're in God's waiting room of career, you're trying your best, you're working hard, you're trusting, you're yearning, you're praying. You've asked people to pray for you and uh, you're looking for a breakthrough, you're looking for provision. I've seen this not too long ago in my own family and uh, where we've seen some very stark situations and almost moments where you just want to give up, where you want to question, you know, whether you're on the right track at all. And it isn't just about career anymore. It affects every area of your life, doesn't it? It touches on your personal walk with God. That's the first thing to take a hit. It touches on your personal sense of happiness and contentment. You can't get through a day, you can't entertain yourself, you can't give yourself to another cause while this big thing is happening while you're in God's waiting room. How do you work through that? How do you think? How do you maintain your faith? That's a tough question, and I will not say that there is an easy answer or there's one answer to everyone, but you're going to have to find your answer in this truth. And the fact is that there are times that God guides you. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. There is a time when God guides you. I will be your shield and protector, by the way. I will go ahead of you. I will walk ahead of you. I will lead you into truth. I will show you the way. In the day that you reach the high place of a crossroads, you will hear a voice, go this way or go that way, quoting Isaiah. There are so many different promises that God has in guiding us along the way. But there is another season 
there is another experience of the goodness of God, and that is there are seasons when God carries you. There are seasons when God leads you step by step, chapter by chapter, hour by hour, day by day, and you are walking and you're doing it yourself, but you're under leadership, you're under guidance. You have the strength, you've been given the strength. But you know, there's some times when things get so out of hand or outside of your hands, things that are so outside of your control. You've done everything you can possibly do, and now everything else left is outside of your control. It's in the hands of God, of course. It's in the hands of some guy sitting at some desk making his decision for you or against you. It's in some committee's hands. It's uh, up against a competition of maybe 50 others, 100 others, sometimes 5,000 others. And you're, you're gunning for the same job as, as hundreds of others. Maybe it's sometimes where protocol and bureaucracy are the enemy. Sometimes there's internal politics and conflict and you don't know which way the thing is going to swing and you cannot control it. You cannot influence it. I'm talking about seasons when you just can't do a thing about it. You've done everything you can, but there are factors that are outside of your control. And I'm specifically talking about work. This, my dear friend, is an area, a time, a season when God carries you. God carries you. It gets so long in the waiting. Days passed, weeks passed. You start asking weird questions. You start asking you know, whether you should even quit or try something else. This is a specific situation I'm talking about where work is not working out and you've taken chances, you've taken risks, resources are depleting. How do you deal with that? You know your faith is the most important thing. You know your faith is what is going to carry you through. But sometimes when your faith can't carry you, God himself carries you. He picks you up and he carries you through that time. And the faith to free fall into the hands of God in seasons like this come from a clear understanding that God never leaves you and he never forsakes you. Never. He never leaves you and he never forsakes you. He will not leave you as orphans. He will come to you. He will make a way. No situation, be it a desert, be it the wilderness, is too much for God to turn into a garden, into a fruitful land, into streams in the desert, as he talks about in the Psalms. I know this hurts, and I know these are really difficult times. And in that moment, nobody's words make sense. Nobody's words are helpful. Nobody's words are productive. You're really on your own. And those are times when fellowship isn't necessarily what you need. Quietness and isolation is what you need. And you need to come away with God and allow God to carry you through that. If you do not do that, if you do not know how to do that, if you do not learn how to do that and do it well, if you don't learn how to go through long seasons of lonely fight up uphill and uh, when God doesn't seem to be coming through, you are going to turn on yourself, you're going to turn on your family, you're going to turn on your faith, you're going to turn on every promise that God has given, because you start doubting absolutely everything. These are also seasons when the worst comes out of you, doesn't it? And you see yourself at your worst, too. And this, my brothers and sisters, my, my dear friends, is God's testing place. God's waiting room is his testing place, where he sees whether your life is really wrapped around your activities, your projects, 
your successes, your next high, or is it really wrapped around the sufficiency, the completion, the fullness that comes from being in a right standing, in close proximity, in fellowship with him? When you learn to make that enough, when you learn that that is enough, everything else then becomes easier, easier. Nothing is ever easy, but it just gets a little easier, a little bit better to cope with. So what are we talking about? We're saying that there are two seasons. There are seasons when God leads and guides you, and that's great because it's step of the way. You know, He's taking you to the next level. He's He's promising. He's coming through, and you'll see this quick response timing with God. And then there's times when God just goes silent and he's waiting, but he has not changed his promise. He has only changed his position. From leading you from in front, he is now behind you and carrying you. And if you don't know how to deal with God in those two different scenarios, you don't know how to enjoy his presence in those two different scenarios, you're going to struggle. What are we talking about? We're talking about your work. We're talking about your work. So this is where we need to go back to the promise that God is our shepherd and provider. He provides not only sustenance for the day, he not only provides money for our account and for our bills to be paid, but he's the one who provides a platform for our keep, for our identity, for our work, for our contribution to society. So everything comes from the Lord. What do I do when God is not answering? He's not coming through. What do I do when he pushes me and makes me wait longer than I have the capacity to do that? How do I get endurance from him? How do I keep from turning from him? How do I pray during that time? Answer, by learning that he is carrying you at this time. And you change, you switch the format of your relationship with God from following God to falling into God, to leaning on him, to free falling into his hands and allowing him to carry you. But hanging on to the one dear conviction that God has not left you alone. He will open the door. The season will end. God will come through. He is not a man that he should lie. He is a God of his promise. So in those encouraging words, I want us to explore these two seasons of life and be prepared for both because both are coming. Let's go a little more deep into that thought. Tell us, how do I keep praying during long seasons of waiting on God? I always go back to the Psalms to see how David did this. And I find him going through seasons of tremendous loneliness when he was hiding in a cave, hiding with his life at risk, when he was going through seasons of distance from God because God had gone silent on him after he had sinned for a while. Uh, When he goes through seasons of seeking after God and waiting on an answer from God, for a task or a direction that he wanted to take. The genuineness and the authenticity and the honesty in the prayer is what makes it different. It's not a different prayer, but it's an honest prayer. It's about asking God what is going on. It's about being honest with your emotions and being really out. That's that's why I said a little earlier, you've got to go quiet. You've got to go alone with God because you're going to say stuff that you should not be saying in public. You're going to be saying stuff that you didn't even think was a legit prayer. You need to be able to scream, shout, yell, cry out to God. But whatever you do, do it in the context of your relationship with God, your prayers with God. He can handle it. He's a big boy. He knows where it's coming from. He knows we're made of dust. He knows we are fickle. He knows we are feeble. So we need to learn how to pray like the Psalms. We need to learn how to cry out to God and get to a point where we run out of words. 
when we run out of word and david says my groaning you have heard my groaning what do you mean heard your groaning when david says you, you my bones cry out to you what do you mean by that you know the lord he inclines his ear down and he hears the heartbeat behind a prayer did you hear me he hears the heartbeat behind a prayer then there are some prayers that are just lord help there are some prayers that are just why god why why did you why is this and you know what those prayers aren't a lapse in faith they're not a season where you're not the fact that you're screaming out to god is sufficient faith the fact that you are recognizing that god is the one that you could say all this to is sufficient faith and you need to be out there alone with him and instead of letting it out on everybody else let it out on god that's one safe place that's one right place and god can handle it so how do you pray you cry you scream you shout you go back to what you have done remember the things that you have done what you have accomplished tell god that david goes on and on about how i've done this i've done that don't you remember how i served didn't you remember how i was faithful don't you remember my long days of seeking after you so why have you left me alone why have you forsaken me why is it taking so long has your hand been shortened to save me psalm after psalm verse after verse he just goes at it with god you know and he's like when are you going to come in and when are you going to do? have you forgot and god can handle those but say it to god and be honest those are not the times i find some believers some being so pious and sanctimonious in their prayers when their heart is breaking and aching and in tears they are still trying to going king james on god and i i just feel there's a lack of authenticity and openness there because you're not even being real with yourself live alone being real with god prayer isn't about the words you say it's about a heart that yearns to communicate and touch the hem of his garment touch god uh you know where he's allowed you into his into his spirit into his manifold wisdom is he going to give you answers never god never gives answers when you're crying when you're screaming when you're shouting when you're angry when you're hurting god never gives answers he gives his presence and his presence is what begins to make sense of the situation if not anything what i just said it carries you his presence is what carries you not answers but his presence and when the light comes through the doors open that email comes that phone call comes don't forget him don't forget that the blessing you have today which you're bored with was once upon a time a huge answer to prayer that is so reassuring and with that thought we'll end today's podcast thank you so much for tuning in don't forget to partner with us by sharing this with some people and we will see you in the next podcast